The Profit Constructors presents Construction Junction, the junction between accounting and construction. Please welcome our host, Tanya Schulte. Welcome back to another edition of the Construction Junction podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how do you democratize information in your company? You know, if you've listened to this podcast any length of time that we here at the Profit Constructors um, often talk about helping our clients run with the big dogs. What does running with the big dogs really mean to us? To us, it means helping our clients reach that next stage of growth in their business, whether that's uh, growing the size of your company by revenue or by employee number, or whether that's just learning something new that you can take and apply in your business. And that becomes another stage of growth for the business. And so in that helping our clients to run with the big dogs, what we're always trying to do and what we're often trying to do here on the podcast as well, of course, is bring before you ideas and concepts. And in the case of today's podcast, this is actually a tool that you'll be able to take and use to democratize information in your organization. So let's break that down just a little bit. What does it mean to democratize information? Well, in the sense that I'm using it, what it really means is that everyone on the team has information in their head. Every single person that comes into your company day to day and does the business and work of the company, all the way from the president of the company down to the operator who's doing things out in the field or who the accounting manager who's doing things in the office, every single person in your company has knowledge and information about how your company goes about business on a day-to-day -day basis. And sometimes that information, always, not sometimes, always that information needs to be um, documented. It needs to be set to paper or set to some sort of a digital place because there's so many reasons why that information needs to be documented. What happens if the person that has that specialized knowledge is no longer be able to perform that skill set, either because of a tragedy or because they move on to a different company? Um, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why that individual person with this knowledge about how your company do, does things may no longer be there. Also, what if the accounting manager finds that she's no longer able to handle all of the accounting functions as the business scales and grows, and she now has to bring on some accounting clerks? And she has to take that information and, in a sense, democratize it and allow them to have all of this knowledge that she's built up over the years that she's worked at the company and hand it down to someone who's just going to handle the accounts payable um, portion of what they're, she's, they're doing for her. So we have to have a way to create some scalable, repeatable processes. The accounting manager has to have a way to be able to say to the accounts payable person, here's all the tasks that I've been handling on the accounts payable side, and here's how you can take those and run with it. But to take that another level up, now the accounts payable person should also have a way to make those tasks and processes, not just her own, but make them better and make them so that any other accounts payable person who might ever join the organization has access to that information, can see all the ways in which she's made it better, 
and can utilize it and make it better on their own as well. So in a sense, it's about really empowering everyone on your team to take the information that's locked in their head out of their head and hand it off to everyone else on the team that needs that particular set of information. A book that I have uh, read recently and am really loving, I'm gonna hold it up here for the video audience. This book is called Humanocracy. It's by Gary Hamill and I believe you say Michele Zanini. I think that's the other author's name. So I apologize if I mispronounce it out there. Uh, but this book, Humanocracy, the authors do a great job of, and we're going to, I'm actually going to share more about this book in future podcasts. So stay tuned and we'll learn more. But the reason I wanted to share this book with you today is because I feel like the tool that we're going to talk about later on in the podcast really embodies um, several of the principles that the authors of Humanocracy are trying to um, help businesses learn about and implement in their business. To sort of summarize what the book is talking about, Humanocracy really lays out a picture and a way for businesses to really scale down their org chart, if you will, and just really mash that down to a few layers and do away with a lot of those middle layers of bureaucracy and middle management and really take it down to we have some leaders that they're leading us towards a goal and then we have a lot of people who are doing the work who know how the work needs to get done and can uh, share amongst each other and um, collaborate together and really make this thing that we're all doing together even better um, and so it's not like the top-down directing of all the traffic and directing of all the information but it's a much more flat where everyone on the team has the ability to say, hey, I've got a better way to do something. And everyone on the team has access to that information about the better way to build the widget or to build the accounting product that this accounting team is creating. And so we all are able to benefit from that. And I'm gonna just read one, one little piece out of one of the chapters. They're, they're, the authors lay out several principles. And one of the principles is the power of openness. And in this chapter about the power of openness, they really encourage you to be completely open to things that your customers have to share with you about how you can make your business better, things that your employees have to share with you about how you can make your business better. I mean, really take and aggregate a lot of information from this collective pool of wisdom that already exists in your client base and within your organization, within your employees. And the tool that we're gonna talk about is a tool that you can use to really do this. So I just wanna read one quick thing out of the book. In The Power of Openness, one of the ways that the authors suggest that you can get started building this within your company is to invest in building creative skills. So help your employees learn how to be more creative and, and share more and do more on the team. And it says companies are often frustrated when they ask employees or customers for ideas. Much of what comes back is either small beer or undoable. To increase the signal to noise ratio, you have to train people to think differently. And the reason I picked that particular section out of the book to read is that I think that utilizing this tool will empower your employees to um, recognize how much they do have to offer and every time they use it, they'll feel more and more empowered 
to bring their knowledge and their wisdom to the team. They'll get that recognition. They'll get that understanding that they truly do, no matter what, where they are in that hierarchy of the company, they truly do have the right knowledge to help drive the business forward. And once that employee gets that level of investment in your business and in your organization, I can't even tell you the amazing ways that that will change your company for the better. Every single person that you have on your team that shares your vision and is helping to build the vision and is helping to drive that vision forward, the more the better, right? So with that in mind, I can't wait to share with you this great and amazing tool that will, in a small way, help to start creating this feeling of the power of openness in your company where you can say, listen, everyone here has great ideas. Everyone here has amazing knowledge about how we're trying to accomplish this thing we're all trying to accomplish together. And let's find out how to pull that information out of everyone's head and democratize the information across the board, across the organization. Let's find out more. We'll be right back in just a minute. Are you a construction accountant or industry advisor who is enjoying the Construction Junction podcast, but wish that you could dive deeper into the topics with industry peers and even learn more about how to serve your clients well? Then you might be interested in the Construction Junction Roundtable, debuting in March 2021. Our host, Tanya Schulte, will lead the Construction Junction Roundtable, where we bring together construction company advisors to learn how to grow their business. Additionally, this helps so that together we can market more effectively, bring high-quality accounting services, and other high-level advisory services in the construction space. Welcome back to the podcast. So, Jennifer, I'm so excited to have you here joining us today. I'd love for you to just start off by telling us uh, what company you're with and sort of uh, give us a little background on Scribe, which is the company that you're with, but give us a little background on uh, what uh, what prompted you to create Scribe. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Tanya. I'm really excited to be here. So uh, I'm Jennifer. I'm CEO and co-founder of Scribe. We are a startup based here in Silicon Valley. We started a few years ago now. Um, we'll probably get more into this, but quick headline, Scribe's just a really easy way to be able to capture and share know-how across an organization, extending from your colleagues to your clients. Um, it was, it feels to me like it's been kind of like a, a lifetime leading up to here. I think there's like a famous Steve Jobs quote that your life only makes sense. You can connect the dots when you look backwards. And it feels to me like looking backwards now, a lot of the things that I've done led me to, to get really excited about this and to start Scribe. I was a management consultant at McKinsey for seven or eight years, um, working mostly with banking and technology clients, did a lot of Oregon ops work, literally going into operation centers and looking over the shoulder of agents for eight hours a day. And when you do that work, you learn the name of the game is you figure out the best person in that center and you sit next to them and you ask them, what are you doing differently? What makes you so good? And they tell you, you know, look, I was trained to do these sets of things, but in my time here, I found these shortcuts. And we would write those down and we'd share them across that op center and you'd see improvement across the team as people learn better ways of working. And I always thought if people had had a way or platform to just share what they knew how to do, they could have had that direct impact themselves. And so um, I got really excited just kind of living in Silicon Valley and, and, and building and investing in early stage startups. And so I left first to join on the venture capital side, investing in companies 
in kind of a different role, I think we talk a lot here about how software gets sold. We'll talk about go to market and sales and marketing and all of that. I got really interested in the other side of the equation. What, what's it like for the buyers? How are they making decisions? What are the problems they're trying to solve? And so I talked to over a thousand different leaders at large enterprises to try to understand what are your biggest problems? What are you trying to solve for today? What software have you purchased? If you could wave a magic wand, what do you wish would exist in the market? And in many ways, what we've created with Scribe is just a direct response to a lot of the most common themes that I had heard there, as well as, you know, a bit of what I had seen when I was a, a consultant. I love that. One of the things that you said in that, and I absolutely want to touch on it because it's so tied into this piece of the book, Humanocracy, that I talked about in the first segment that I love, is that creation of openness. So can you touch on a little bit more, you and I talked a little bit when we were uh, speaking briefly before, but touch on like how does Scribe sort of democratize information in a company? Yeah, I think right now what we see with a lot of companies is, is first of all, most of your knowledge still lives in people's heads as right. institutional know-how or tribal know-how. And, and, and we talk specifically at Scribe about the kind of knowledge of what are people doing when they show up to work every day? You're nine to five, your fingers on keyboard, you're trying to create value for your company or your customers, you're using a bunch of different software systems and tools to make that happen. And that knowledge still probably just lives in your head, right? And I'd gander that you know less than 5% of that process knowledge is really written down at any given time. And what you see with companies when they try to capture knowledge is a lot of times they'll talk about, I call it knowledge with a capital K. It's the idea that like there are a few people usually in leadership positions who kind of control the knowledge and they'll create documentation and there'll be this big effort. Maybe they put it in an internal wiki or however they decide to organize it. But it's sort of this like top down, we're gonna push this information. And there are a number of problems that one is that it really only encompasses a very small percentage of the total knowledge that we're talking about within a company that's really valuable. And two is when you kind of push something top down, you aren't getting these feedback loops and you're not really tapping into the, the best of the knowledge coming everywhere. So with Scribe, we kind of flip that on its head and we say, no, actually knowledge comes from everywhere within a company. Everyone in a company is an expert on how to do something that's valuable, otherwise they wouldn't be there, right? And so how do we almost tap this collective hive mind and understand what is it that everyone knows how to do that's special and different and valuable? And can we capture that and be able to make that really fluid and share that across an organization, even extending into clients? And do that in a way that doesn't take any time because people are really busy, right? If you tell someone, hey, take two hours and write down what you know how to do today, that's not going to be a very popular request, right? That's two hours that that person is not spending doing their actual job. And so with Scribe, we said, what if we could make that automatic? What if we could just watch you do your work and automatically capture what you know how to do without you spending any additional time? What if this was just digital exhaust, the byproduct of you doing your normal work? And so what you're getting now is this bottoms up democratic digital exhaust, so to speak, of all of this insight and knowledge that's then getting collected and put into a scribe repository where it's now accessible and to use your word open, it's open to everyone within the organization, at least those who have permissions to view that knowledge, caveat sensitive information, et cetera, et cetera. We can talk more about that and how we think Thank about you. that. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, it's open to folks who need that information to be able to do their jobs or, or to make better decisions. 
I love that. And I think, um, I love that digital exhaust. I need to write that down. I love that term. I love, first of all, how easy and simple it is to make a scribe. I think that's one of the things. So there's like so many things going on in my brain that I want to ask you. But I think that one of the things that everyone that I have shown this tool to, that's the first thing that everyone gravitates towards is the ease with which you can create fully formed, beautiful documentation of a process. Um, I know that the first time that I sat down to test it out and I actually had a request, I'm pretty sure it was from Aubrey's team that we're gonna to talk to in a minute. So we have a, a, the end user we're gonna to talk to here in just a minute. And I'm pretty sure that it was their team that said, hey, we need to know how to do a specific process. And I said, sure, I just found a new tool. I'm going to document the process for you. And from start to finish, like starting to do the process, completing the scribe and then going in and making a few edits. I'm fairly certain it took me about 10 minutes to create like a 22 step process and shoot it over to her team. So just like the sheer ease of use of the product, I think is one of the things that makes it so valuable as a tool. And also this is the other the, like the kind of question I wanted to ask you is, how do you see that as being like a real collaborative tool? Because again, speaking to that openness, now then, in your scenario where you were talking about working for Mackenzie and you were just sitting next to one operator and she's really good, what then happens when she's able to quickly create a scribe and push it out there for everyone on the floor and they can sit and say, oh yeah, but sometimes when I do this, I go here. Speak to that collaborative piece of it as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm, I'm glad to hear that it was so easy for you because that was that's one of the core things in the product. As we said, this just needs to be really, really easy and simple for people to be able to create and share, like literally accessible to anyone. We scribe now in over 100 countries. We have a lot of users who don't speak English and we haven't translated the product yet. It's on the roadmap, but we have, we have people who don't speak English who are able to use the product. We really said we just need to make it so, so easy. And that's because I think one of the big barriers is it's a lot of work and time for someone to be able to share what they know how to do today, right? And so we just said, how do we really take that away and lower the friction and the barrier to nearly zero? Now it's just the same amount of work as if you were to do that process anyways, right? It's just that digital exhaust. Yeah. And then we also said, what, what's another problem? If you think about how you create documentation today, maybe you, maybe out of the goodness of your heart, you take a bunch of time, you write something up, and then you send that email or you store it in box or wherever you put it. And then you don't really know if people are looking at it and they're using it. You're not getting that feedback. And so maybe you forget about it. And then it probably goes stale. And then definitely people aren't looking at it. So you get this downward spiral, this negative feedback loop. And so to your point about collaboration, we think a lot about what are those positive feedback loops you can have, right? And so you create that scribe, you figured out how to do something, you hit record, you know, you're able to share it with your team with a click of a button. And then you get feedback that says, hey, your scribe's been viewed 150 times by your team. You have 70 claps and 10 comments. People are finding this to be really, really valuable, right? And you get that feedback loop coming in. And this is something we continue to build even more into the product. But right now, the way we see people using this is you have the ability to comment on scribes and collaborate on them. And so we'll see people kind of go in and say, oh, it's interesting you chose to do it this way. I do it this way instead. I find that this also works. And so you're getting more of that collective wisdom kind of coming together within a scribe. And it's not, again, this final document that is knowledge with a capital K the way that it is done. It is sort of this emerging ongoing dynamic thing that says, 
oh, I might've found a way to improve upon this as your team member, I'm going to contribute to it to try to improve it. And like, we'll be able to have a discussion around what the best way is to do it. I love that. Another of the concepts that they talk about all of the time in humanocracy is the whole concept that teams, when given the ability and given the, the go ahead by management to create something and to continuously make it better, like the every time that they make it better, it's like when you invest money and you see it grow, it's the same sort of high that you get, right? When you when you see that you're making something better for the whole team, you see those claps come in, you see those comments come in, the whole team is energized by that. Everybody is just always excited about this thing that we're building together rather than, yeah, 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 the management sent us that process and it's in that three ring binder over there. And <laughs> we pull out every once in a while if you just can't remember that one piece, right? Whereas this is much more about, again, democratizing all of the information and all of that tribal data and saying, okay, here's the very best way to get us from point A to point B and to, to make our whole company more efficient and to, in the end, serve the client in the very best way. Yeah, and I think this is a, this is a fundamental philosophy that, that we have, and I, I don't think it's that controversial, but, but not everyone shares it, which is just that you know, everyone shows up to work wanting to be their best and to do their best and to help their colleagues and their clients. And organizations put a lot of barriers in the way for making that happen. And so one of the things we think a lot about is like, how is this really about empowering people to be able to say, hey, you found out a great way to do something. Maybe you're not in a leadership position, but you still have the ability to be able to have big impact on your team you can just share what it is that you figured out how to do right and help your team help those people be better at what they do in the way that you found that out so it's really like more of the story of bottoms up sort of empowerment yeah and i think it also because one of the things that i firmly believe is there's no way to really scale and grow a company without scalable repeatable processes um but that being said when you give your team the power to help create those scalable, repeatable processes. Now you go from having someone like myself, a small business owner, entrepreneur, or someone like yourself who has this vision and passion and idea and sort of takes it and runs with it. And then is like constantly trying to pull everyone along. You go from having that scenario, which you see so often in startups to instead changing the whole dynamic to, hey, we're all on the same mission. We all have the same vision and everyone here has a literal piece of that now because they've created this scribe or they've added this, you know, so there's all, everyone on the team is clearly pushing the same vision. We're not just being sort of drug along by upper level management. Yeah, and, and, and it's like vision all the way down to the specifics of how right. are we actually doing work? Because we could be aligned on the vision, but we, and we say, oh, we all know where we're trying to go, but we each have invented five different ways to do it. Right. And that becomes really hard. Maybe that works when it's just five of us, but that becomes really hard as you're trying to scale, you're onboarding new people, you're trying to build in repeatability, figure out what pieces you can pull away and automate, et cetera. And so it's saying like, hey, we're all bought into this. And then we're also all going to understand how we're doing the work and maybe even align on more standardized ways of doing it. And in a way that then becomes really easy for us to share with more people as, as they start joining the team if we're growing. Yeah, absolutely. I love all of that. So I um, asked you uh, to think about some use cases that uh, we could sort of give us some idea of like, how are people using Scribe currently? 
Yeah, we see, it's really interesting. I mean, it's inspiring to me to kind of see like the, the breadth of use cases. We've got folks, like I said, kind of around the world, every, everything from folks working in government to people who are just starting businesses to teams in Fortune 500, very large organizations who are operating at very serious scale. And the common thread is always, you know, where do I have processes that I want to make more repeatable and more scalable? And where I need to communicate that either with my team members or with my customers or my clients or all of the above. And, um, you know, accounting as an example has been a real use case that we've seen kind of a lot of enthusiasm around the accounting community. And I think it's because a lot of, of what you all do is about this idea of how do we build in processes that are precise and accurate and compliant and ideally scale over time, especially if you're trying to grow your business. And so we see folks everything from how do I organize internally to start to standardize on what my processes are? How is it that we actually interact with these kinds of clients? How do we respond to these types of questions? How do we set up these kinds of systems? We just purchased this new software. How is it that we actually use it, right? Can we really quickly kind of push out information to folks, not the packet that they give you when you purchase it, but something that's more specific to my organization and like the details of how we use it this plus this plus this together to, to, you know, to have our process. So everything from kind of like this internal organization of trying to even A, understand what's the lay of the land today. How are we doing? How are those five people doing it? Are we doing it the same or in different ways? Okay. Are there better ways of doing it that we can find? Can we standardize on some best practices and say like, this is the way that we're going to do it going forward? So folks communicating that with customers and clients, right? I mean, again, kind of within accounting, a lot of times we'll hear, I get asked the same questions from, from a lot of my clients and maybe there's slight variations. So I can't just send them the exact same thing every time when it's a PDF that took me an hour to create. But if it's a quick scribe that I can really, you know, really quickly customize in a minute or two, this is a great way for me to show them how to do something regardless of their technical ability, right? It's very easy for kind of anyone to be able to follow that scribe all the way to, and I think this is most inspiring to me, folks who have been growing their businesses and who will say like, hey, you know, I've grown from, you know, X to Y. I'm really proud of getting to Y, but I feel like I'm starting to plateau at Y. And there could be a number of reasons, but one of the most common ones that we hear that you and I had talked about is, I've got people who are experts in what they do. And like those people do not scale. Knowledge inside someone's head doesn't scale, right? Individual people do not scale. Systems and processes are what scale. And then you plug the talent into them. And so folks who have said like, hey, I'm now able to, you know, take that knowledge out and like grow my team more. And I'm able to serve more customers, more clients and really grow the top line of my business. And so we see both the bottom line impact of, you know, hey, my team saves time, they're more efficient, they're more productive to, hey, I'm actually able to, to win, sell, service, delight my customers with more business. And I see those top line implications as well. Um, and it's kind of fun for us because we have, especially for our, um, our users who tend to be more numbers oriented, I'll put accountants among them. We'll have folks who also be like, I've tracked how much time I save with Scribe. You know, I clocked myself. And before it used to take me this amount of time to create these documents. And now I can do it in five minutes. And that represents a 20x time savings, right? And that's always very exciting for us just to see because it means they, they cared enough. And it was like a big enough deal to them, you know, that, that it's something that they're really tracking and finding meaningful. 
That's awesome. I love that. Of course, that totally speaks to my accountant heart, right? Because <laughs> I think I'm one of those accountants that do. It's well, we I, I already shared a story about how I already saved time using Scribe. It it truly, truly is amazing. So really quickly before we sort of wrap this segment up, I definitely want to uh, save some time so we can talk to our end user. But tell us what's next for Scribe. What's coming down the road? Yeah, so we think a lot, I mean, it's the same mission of how do we really empower people to be able to share what they know how to do and help them get answers to questions faster so they can get back to doing their jobs and, and enable other people to get answers to questions, right? Um, and so the roadmap for us looks like, how do we help you actually do those processes better and faster? Are there insights we can start to give you around those processes with all this data? that you now have around how work is being done. I mean, if, if you think about it right now, unless you're shoulder surfing within your organization, you don't really know, you know, what are the four other people sitting there? How do they actually do things? And so now you're starting to get data. Again, this bottoms up kind of collective democratic, like hive mindset of how things are being done. And you're starting to get some really interesting data around, okay, there are different ways of working. And for us, the question we ask is, how can we use that data to help you make better decisions around how you're organizing work? And so a, a big kind of next thrust for us is not just continuing to make Scribe really easy for people to be able to share and, and to make sure they can get answers to their questions better and building in more of that collaboration and communication that you were talking about. But then also are there ways that we can take that to the next level with the data that they have inscribed to help them start to make better decisions around how they're even organizing work or communicating with clients around things. I love that. Um, I That's one of the things that I think is so fascinating about the landscape, especially out in Silicon Valley right now. Like there's this huge aggregation of data happening and there's so many amazing ways that businesses can use that data. So I love that you guys are thinking in that direction as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the technology nerd response in me, which is getting very excited and thinking about this is kind of the first time that you get to get this kind of visibility. And I think back to when I was a consultant and an operator in larger companies, like if I had had this data, I, I felt like I could have done some really, really interesting things with it. And so for us, it's how do we, how do we help do that for our users? Yeah, I love that. Well, let's take a quick break. And then I definitely do also want to bring in our end user and find out about how she's using Scribe. And I know she has some questions for you as well, which I think will be really exciting because she's actually using it in the construction space. So it'll be cool to see her thoughts as well. So we'll come right back after a short break. Thank you. If you would like to share your company or product on the Construction Junction, email hello at theprofitconstructors.com to become a sponsor. Welcome back. So now we get to bring in our end user who's actually out there using this product, right? So Aubrey, would you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about where you work and how you're excited to use Scribe? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my name is Aubrey. I'm with Deer Valley Plumbing. We are a family owned and operated plumbing company in Phoenix, Arizona. Been in operation for a little over 30 years. We do um, new construction, commercial new construction, and we also do commercial and residential service and repair. So that is what we do. I, as you mentioned, was recently uh, introduced to Scribe by you, Tanya, um, on, a, on a miscellaneous question to you, hey, how do I do this? And it was something I think that I was already familiar with, but I think, um, you know, as products update all the time, um, it was a new question that I had for you. And 
you <laughs> sent me that so quickly. You, you, you know, text me, oh my gosh, you're going to be so excited. This new product is so cool. And you sent that to me. And I remember opening it up. And, and, and because I had that recognition of what the process was already, I was looking at it and I was like, oh my gosh, how did she do this so quick? And because I've worked with you so long, also, I know, um, you know, you teach so clearly and, and it's just easy to understand how you teach things. And as I read through the instructions very quickly, in my head, I went, she definitely spoke into the computer. It listened to her. It wrote down everything she did. And so I immediately told my uh, coworker that works in my office here with me, I was like, close the door. I'm going to download this app and I'm going to test it real quick. <laughs> and I did, I tested something. I don't know. I just did a process, but I was sitting here with my headphones on talking to the computer. Like, okay. Click on the X <laughs> doing these silly things. And then it would come up, the scribe popped up and it was like, it was like, it listened to me. It literally took me, I think five times of talking to the computer to realize it wasn't actually writing down what I was saying, but it was so close to what I was doing that I, you know, it took me a while. It actually, Alyssa realized it. She said, told me, you know, um, I don't think it's recording what you're saying. So uh, that was my first introduction to Scribe. So <laughs> I love that. First of all, thank you so much for sharing that anecdote, because I think that's Jennifer, I don't know about you, but I feel like that's a perfect way to describe <laughs> Scribe, right? Like it feels like you could just talk to the computer and it knows everything you did. I love that. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Yeah. It's trying to intelligently write instructions just based on what it's seeing you do on the screen. So it's not, it's not listening to you. It can't see you. It's just trying to kind of guess based on what it's seeing with just your clicks and your keystrokes. But if you think about it, clicks and keystrokes really contain so much valuable information because it is the complete system of record for what is that process? What is it that you're doing? It's comprehensive. It doesn't lie, right? Because it, it is just literally what are all of the steps required to get this process done. I love that. Yeah. So Aubrey, I know that you had um, some specific questions around the use of Scribe. Yeah. One of the top of mind questions I had, um, just because my position, I do end up doing most of the internal training and everybody in our company, 100% of our employees use an app some way, some form for Dear Valley Pony. And so when we roll out new apps in the field, I have to implement that as well. And I was wondering if Scribe was or plans to be mobile friendly in any way. Yeah, great question. I'll answer it specifically, and then I'd love to hear more about how it is that you're doing training today and, and where you see my Scribe being helpful, just, just selfishly for me. It's really interesting yeah. to, to kind of learn. So Scribe is for folks who um, mostly sit at their computers and are doing work. And so when you go to create a Scribe, we have both a desktop application and a Chrome extension, and those will only work on your computer to create a Scribe, right? So if you're thinking about trying to show people, hey, here's how you generate this report or generate this invoice, right? You do it from your computer. But often, and in, in many companies, you have a mobile workforce that's not at a computer when they're consuming that information, right? And so it can be used in a mobile context to the extent that it's just about people getting reference to those scribes. So you have, you know, one of your employees, team members who's out in the field with a customer and is trying to figure out how to send them an invoice, as an example, right? On some kind of system that they're using. 
they can pull up the scribe. Scribe links can be viewed in mobile format. We optimize for mobile and they can get the answers really quickly on their phone. Um, and so I'd say it works quite well in a mobile context with the caveat being that it's not about work you're doing on your phone necessarily. It's more about those reference materials when you happen to not be by a computer, but still need to figure out how to do something. Yeah. Can I kind of add to that too, because one of the features that I kind of have played around with in the scribe is that you do have the ability, like even though it's constantly collecting information off of the screen, like you said, it's your clicks, you could, you can replace images. So I could take a screenshot in scribe, but I can actually replace that image. So you could, if you want to have all of your procedures stored in the same way, like you could take some phone screenshots if you have a mobile app that you want your field employees to use and you're just trying to store all that information in one place, you could go through the steps and then change the screenshot to match what they would be seeing on their phone. Mm -hmm. It loses a little bit of the magic of Scribe, right? Because it's no longer the digital exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> But it's yeah, still we, we, valid for being able to store it in that same scribe location. That, that's a great workaround. We've seen other people who will connect their phones to their computers and mirror, and then they'll record, you know, off, off of the phone. And to be honest, I mean, this is, this is a debate we always have as a, a product team is like, do we build a mobile version of this? And I think the thing we keep coming back to is most of the knowledge work, the like I'm in a software system, you know, nine to five, trying to create value for my company is still done on a desktop. And most of so that ties to most of the scribe creation. And then where you see people referencing things is they're doing a mix of on their computer and on their phone looking for things. So when they're mirroring their phone on the computer, Scribe is still able to recognize what they're clicking on and what they're typing or whatever the steps are that they're doing? Yeah, Scribe will record what you're doing on your screen. So what they'll do, again, this is a workaround. This is not something that we <laughs> you know, strongly suggest or endorse, yeah. but what we've seen folks do it just in the spirit of what Tanya was suggesting. Yeah. We've seen folks that'll mirror it up on their screen and then they click on their computers on what they're seeing on the screen and the scribe will treat it like any other system. That's awesome, actually. I really want to test that because what I was imagining and using it was um, just implementing the field technology for the guys in the field. So we do time cards, um, a lot of service-based companies, we do time cards in the field on our construction side. A lot of service-based companies are mobile, they're based off of mobile apps, right? And, and as you mentioned, these programs come out with, you know, their templated um, instructions of how to use the program, but every company uses the program differently. So in order to, kind of on the fly, maybe you guys in the field help him get through that and invoice the customer or send them an estimate, whatever it may be. Um, how can I quickly show them how to do that? One of the programs that we use right now actually, and I think that it should be implemented more with desktop programs that have a mobile app is um, a, it switches to a mobile view. Mm -hmm. So where you can you know do what that person is doing in the field where most of them it's, it's like two different programs. And so it's hard to help that person through the issue that they're having. Yeah. I'm curious, Ari, you said you do that a lot of, a lot of the training for folks as they're joining and maybe even on an ongoing basis. How do you do that today? It's, it's a mix of things. Um, but when I see 
a, a consistent problem or question coming up, I do try to send out a mass information. And I've so I've screen recorded my my phone, you know, and recorded my voice, which I don't love doing, <laughs> you know, and and that um, I think touches on one of the the things I wanted to mention about Stride that I love so much is that you can when you're reading through a process, you can quickly go to where you need to go to. Instead of having to listen to that whole video and watch the whole thing, you're like, I'm already at you know the end of it. I just need to know this one step. So um, you know, I I know that when I've sent out those videos, a couple of them have been watched, but a couple of them, you know, my guys will just call me and I know you sent me this video, but can you just tell me real quick? <laughs> you know, so yeah, a video can be really great for certain kinds of communication, but if, if you're just trying to show someone how to do something, it's a little harder, I think in a couple ways. I mean, one, you mentioned you don't love kind of recording your own voice. I know I personally do not like recording videos of myself. I find myself stopping before I record and I really think about what I'm about to say because you want to get it right because you only have that one shot, right? Otherwise you're re-recording the whole thing. Um, and so there's just more cognitive overhead before you start. There's more friction to begin with. And then just as you said, for your user, they can't self-pace through. So if they just have a question on, wait, I forgot how to do step six or, you know, hey, I'm trying to follow along. If you ever watch someone follow along with video in real time, they're pausing, rewinding, fast forwarding, trying to get to it. And so we said, what's the best part of video? It's the fact that it's visual. It's really clear, right? It's unambiguous. So, okay, let's keep that part of it, but put it in a format that's just way faster to create and is easier for your users to kind of quickly jump to the sections that they need. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even, we haven't really talked a lot about some of the cooler features of Scribe, but that's one thing that I love is that there is the ability to create sections within your Scribe and even give them section titles. So you have some section headers. So you can say, you know, opening up the program and then going to the invoice screen, like you can have separate sections for each part of that process. Yeah, I think part of that's meeting people where they're at. Like, I'd be curious, I'd imagine you kind of see this when you're training people, like not everyone comes in at the same level, right? Some people might just be needing a refresher, right? Others might be a power user, just kind of like needing to elevate to that next level. And so how do you create something that can kind of speak to a bunch of audiences and make it so people can really quickly navigate just to the section that they need? Because everyone, when you're trying to get an answer to a question, you just want to get in and get out as fast as possible, right? You're like, I just want the answer to my question so I can continue on with my work and what it was that I was trying to do. And so for people who are doing training or knowledge transfer and are in these kinds of roles, it's, it's really thinking about like, what's the easiest way both for me to create this. So it's very easy on me and can speak to a bunch of audiences, but is in a format that those people can just really quickly get the answers they need and, and kind of move on with their day. Yeah. One of the ladies that I first was showing Scribe to, um, that was one of the questions that she had that I still didn't know the answer to, because I just started sharing it with anybody and everybody as soon as I came across it. But she asked, can we create those section headers? And so we found that together. And she even said that was going to be a deal breaker. There was no way. And that, and because that's part of it on their team, they needed to be able to push this information out to a larger number of people and be able for people from every stage within the company to be able to understand it and just access the piece of it that they needed. It was definitely going to be a deal breaker. So she was very excited that that's already a part of Scribe. That's great. Yeah. And people learn differently. 
right? Yep. I mean, some people might love that video because they're audio visual based, right? Others might say like, nope, I want to go at my own pace. I want to jump to just the place that I really, you know, need some clarification on. And then I can go back and look at all of it if I want to. And so it's, it's really also about like meeting the person, the audience that you're trying to communicate with where they're at. Mm -hmm. One of the other things I love about Scribe that um, kind of goes along in this in this section is not only can you segment what you're doing because a lot of the process that we processes that we do are process heavy. There are a lot of steps, so you can break it out that way. But when you're doing things on the screen that are similar, Scribe recognizes that and it'll condense it. So you know, real world, when somebody is opening up a task, a process for a task to do it, and they see 50 steps, they're like, oh, I don't have the energy to do that today. But if you can, you know, combine what looks like 10 steps into one, because that's really the amount of time it takes, it's, a, I think it's been really impactful. I can only imagine, you know, once we're able to really get this out, it will be super helpful for people. That's awesome. I'm really glad you found that feature because it's a little hidden in the product. We haven't even announced it. It'll automatically do it for you. So it's trying to use artificial intelligence to find steps that are similar and combine them together. And it's exactly for the reason you said, if you've ever received a document and it's, you know, 50 pages long, your eyes glaze over, right? And so how do you condense things together? It still has the same amount of information, but it's just much shorter and much higher bandwidth. Not only do I love that you condense it, but also... I love the way that the program is smart enough to make that screenshot a little bit bigger if necessary when it has condensed those, because you're really getting almost like a whole video of start to finish. How am I filling out this transaction on this page? If you're you know creating something like a an invoice transaction in your case, Aubrey, so you get that whole visual of every step in the process is just laid out when it's condensed to those steps in a in a almost like a GIF, <laughs> not exactly. But almost like a little gift. Totally modern. <laughs> you can call it a gift. I think one of our learnings is people love gifts. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> it, it makes process documentation a little more exciting when you see a gift <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And it, it just, I think, again, from a visual standpoint and from a learning standpoint, it gives you that picture of, okay, instead of, okay, like you said, Aubrey, I have to click here and then I have to click here. You're just watching it all unfold and go, oh, okay, I can fill this document out. It's going to take me just a few seconds. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you had another question regarding like, um, I know we had talked about what things can we pair. Yeah. So actually, Tanya, I think the first time you introduced me to Scribe, you had mentioned that somebody that you knew used it with their monday.com account. Um, we use monday.com for task management. And, um, you know, a lot of other apps that you're familiar with, Tanya. I'm curious, Jennifer, what Scribe integrates with or what maybe you've seen your users do with Scribe that maybe wasn't even intended. Maybe that surprised you. The, the mobile usage is certainly one of them that we were just talking about a moment ago. Yeah. yeah I, so you can think of Scribe as the place where this knowledge lives and is captured. And then there becomes a question of what do you do with that? And how are you using that to communicate with others? Mm -hmm. um, and some folks use that in Scribe and some folks say, hey, I have other tools that my team is already using today that we're used to, and we're gonna continue using it. And that's great. 
And so we've started building some direct integrations. We have a direct integration with Confluence as an example, which is a, a pretty common knowledge management tool where people kind of store information. We say, okay, we'll, we'll make it so it's really easy to be able to create and scribe. But if you already have a place where people go to get answers to questions and they know to go to this one place, you've got them all to agree, you won part of the battle. You, just, you shouldn't give that up. That's great, right? We should integrate there. We see people using Scribe with all kinds of different tools. It really depends on, on the user base in terms of um, uh, integrations and such. So we've seen people use it with Notions um, or Airtables or kind of like those similar, um, you know, uh, kind of like word processing tools. Um, and we've built Scribe so that you can export your, um, your Scribe itself to HTML or Markdown, which, which are languages that just mean if you can copy paste it directly into a system that accepts that, your Scribe appears as it is. So with something like a Notion, you, in two clicks, you can take your scribe as it looks and put it into your Notion document, kind of similar with a web page or anything that accepts HTML. Um, and then we also see people take the links to scribes and they put them everywhere, anywhere that your work happens and where you communicate. For some people, that's Slack. For some people, that's emails. For some people, that's monday.com or Asana or something where you're assigning a task to someone it really gets put in a bunch of different places because people communicate with each other and across, you know, ever more, ever growing number of different channels and systems. And so we see scribes sent as links really across all of those different places. I think that's great. I mean, for us, it's really about meeting you and where you're at. Like if you have monday.com and that's working really great with your team, wonderful. We should find ways to have scribe fit in within your existing processes and workflows and all the other way around. My head is just racing right now of all the places that we can put links to do stuff. You know, um, Tanya, you're familiar with some of our workflows, but just in some of our customer specific notes, you know, we have to invoice certain customers very specifically. And in order to do that, you first you have to, you're putting somebody new in that position. You know, you have to find the customer, look at their notes, and then go to somewhere else to understand that what that entire process actually looks like. But um, just putting that link in there would make that so much easier just that one use <laughs> yeah and something that you just said aubrey made me think of something that we haven't even touched on yet and i don't know if we have time to do it justice really at the end of this podcast but there's a whole other feature of scribe besides just creating processes that you guys are you call them process maps right jennifer yeah i wanted to ask about that <laughs> Glad and I am so excited. I've just barely scratched the surface of using the process maps. But one of the things that I'm very excited about, Aubrey, and again, coming back to like, I know a lot of your workflows, I see that as such an incredible way to be able to create those multifaceted workflows and then be able to insert scribe processes wherever there's a decision point. So you know, is it this customer or that customer? Which avenue should I take? You then can say, okay, well, it's this scribe or this scribe in that process map. Tell us a little bit more about that, Jennifer, because again, I just barely have scratched the surface there. Yeah, so this, this is a process maps are an advanced feature for, for maybe those who really enjoy processes. Um, and the idea is that <laughs> we're, we're talking to the right audience here. The idea is that a scribe is really about a discrete task that you're doing at a moment in time, right? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to process this invoice as an example, right? 
Um, but many of the processes that you do in your company can span multiple stages or different departments or groups of people. And you probably don't want to put all of that into one scribe because that would be a really lengthy scribe that would be hard for people to follow. And maybe there's some complex decision logic that goes into that as well. And so process maps are a way to connect together scribes or discrete tasks or actions into a much broader workflow that maybe spans different stages or different groups uh, within an organization. And so for anyone who's kind of created a plot process flowchart before with the triangles and the circles and the arrows and the squares, um, BPMN 2.0 standards for folks out there who might be kind of process nerds, Scribe works in the same way. The process maps are, are set up using those standards. The, the difference really from any other kind of flowchart that you might have created before is that you can add in the swim lanes and all of the decision points and criteria. But then when you say the actual task to be done, that box with a few words in it, it's the scribe. So when you click on it, it actually opens up the scribe and then has all of the step-by-step -step processes uh, underneath that. And so in some ways you can almost think of it as like a blueprint for how to do something that you could hand to someone who doesn't even know your business. You could take someone off the street and give them that process map and they should be able to replicate that process end to end. And I think that last part is pretty important because I've probably created hundreds, if not thousands of these back um, when I was a consultant across my teams and we were doing it manually in PowerPoint back in the day, which is pretty painful as you can imagine, or maybe I'm dating myself a little bit. Um, and one of the things I often found we would do is you'd kind of hide a lot of complexity in one of those boxes, right? You'd have a decision point. You'd sort of say like, you know, is this is this uh, invoice greater than $500? If so, send to accounting. If not, send to, you know, blank. But what's under send to accounting, <laughs> right? There's a lot of detail that can be hidden there. And so this is just a way to really easily express all of that complexity together into one. Um, and really meant for folks who kind of want to think about like those more holistic or complex processes or workflows within their org. That's really exciting. We've just kind of started wrapping up a, a really big project, I'd say, with Tanya's team that has everything to do with processes and a couple of them that are, you know, kind of making their way towards the end of this big project are because they're large maps. They require that type of thinking. It's not black and white. And, and because the person that had been doing that process for so long understood everything, it, but it's so hard to write it all down. Yeah. And write it down in a linear fashion, right? Like even if you were just, as Jennifer alluded to, if you were just going to create a scribe for that process, it could be pages and pages and pages long, but being able to think of it in terms of an entire workflow with multiple decision points with its own then action that goes along with every bit of that workflow, I think that can be game changing, especially, I know exactly which process you're talking about. <laughs> and it can, it can be, I think it's gonna be a really great tool. I love scribe as, that tool that, and one of the things, Jennifer, that you and I just briefly touched on, again, just something to talk about is something that our company tries to help clients do is understand their whole business from a holistic standpoint, right? Like we don't just come in and say, okay, well, let's just crunch the numbers. Here's some reports. Have a nice day. Like it's really much more about, well, what are the goals of your company? Um, do you have a succession plan? Who's taking this over? How are we going to get that information from, in Aubrey's case, owners who've been there for 30 years 
out of their heads and now down into Aubrey and her team. And how does, how does Aubrey grow this great thing that they've built um, and gather all of that wisdom and pass it on. And then as we talked about at the beginning and democratize it as well and not say, well, just this couple of folks up at the top have wisdom, but everybody that's on this team has some great things to offer and can push it back up as well. So I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great when you have those people, right? Who have built that really specialized knowledge. Like that's the, that's, I always talk about this, like the crown jewels of your company, right? This is the knowledge of how do people create value? How does your company function at the end of the day? But if you're trying to expand and grow beyond those few people, it's really hard to almost like vacuum that out of people's heads. And, you know, again, you, you can go and say to them like, hey, guys, take three hours out of your day for three weeks and write down what you know how to do. But one, that won't be very popular. And two, I'll tell you, that's hard for that person to do. because I've been doing this for 30 years. And when you ask them to write it down they, they forget a bunch of steps because there's a bunch of assumed knowledge. They'll say, oh, well, yeah, of course, you know, to do that. Right. And so having something is really like unambiguous and it's just the source of truth that they don't have to think about becomes really helpful as you're trying to get that knowledge into other people's heads as well. I love that. The source of truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great little nuggets here, ladies. Aubrey, did you have another question? Um, question. I, I don't know if I have another question. I think I could talk about all of the things about Scribe that I, I've used it not enough times yet to know everything, but I'm so excited to use it. All of the things that you've mentioned, Jennifer, it's, it's funny to me that, um, you know, these problems exist in big corporations and they're the same that we have here. We've tried, um, We've been working on expanding over the past couple of years in one of our divisions of our company. And just thinking about how I could have used this program <laughs> over the past few years in so many ways in that expansion, um, it makes me excited to get to use it now. And one of the major things just to touch on is when we started working with Tanya, one of the major things we started doing was, yes, let's make processes for everything. But those change so quickly. And it's a daunting task to sit down and do the process anyways. But then when it changes and it's not the same, it's like, man, I got to do that again. <laughs> to only know that you're going to have to do it again, you know, six months later, maybe. But to understand that it's so, it's as easy as it is that Scribe makes it, that you just do the process, it's not a problem. Yeah. I think now both Aubrey and I are going to be walking around using the terms digital exhaust exactly. all the time in our offices. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Great. Have you created some digital exhaust today? You might, you might get some blank stares to that one. <laughs> but absolutely. I mean, I've always empowered our employees when I hire them to, you know, really own the system that you're mostly going to be working in. Because a lot right. of times people will sit down in their desk and go, okay, teach me what I do. And that's what they do. And, and that's not, um, you know, that's a reflection of how we've taught them to do their job. It's not a reflection necessarily of them. So whenever they sit down, I always let them know you can push buttons that I didn't teach you to push, like figure out the program, learn it, understand it. And this really helps because when people do that and they can share that information, it makes it fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. Maybe they'll even find a better way and they can teach it back to you. And then you can use that with, with new Absolutely. folks. I love it when they teach me stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then using scribe, you can, like show the progression of that, right? Like you can say, look, wasn't this great? 
when so-and-so in our service department was able to push this back up this way and expand on how we were doing XYZ procedure. And as Jennifer's alluding to, when the next person comes into your organization, use that to fuel their fire to say, and you can do the same. And that will just grow that creative creativity within your company. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that recognition is a really great part of it. Like one of the exciting things for me when I talk to some of our users is uh, like, I'll give you an example. I talked to a group of users a couple of weeks ago and um, there was a woman on the team who had brought Scribe to the team and they had about 10 people join and they were kind of asking us questions about it. And, and they really held her up as like, this woman brought Scribe to this company. She's been our most prolific scriber. She's helped us identify a bunch of new ways. And, you know, I'm not sure that she got a ton of recognition sort of outside that previously, but this was a way, you know, everyone kind of held her up as the hero of like, look at the impact she's been able to have on our company because she already did the hard part. She knew how to do special things, right? That's the hard part. You've done that. You know, then she did like that last mile of now being able to share that with others and having big impact. And so I think that piece around like empowering people and recognizing them for it and saying like, that's really great. You, you just taught me a better way to do something. That's awesome. That's, that's what we're really working for here. Yeah. And no better way to kind of tie this whole thing up because again, highly recommend this book. We're going to be talking about it more on the podcast, but it's a huge part of what the authors of that book teach, like democratizing everything within your company, really scaling your org chart down and bringing it to this very flat hierarchical thing because you're recognizing all the time that the people on your team are human beings. They can be creative. They can be logical. They have reasoning skills and empower them to use those for the betterment of the company. Don't just drag them kicking and screaming in the way you want to do things. I love that. It's a great way to like tie it all up in one little bow. Yeah. I love that. People want to, they want to do it. And it's really just about, you know, empowering them and saying, not only is it okay, but we actually encourage it. And here are ways we can help you be better at that. I love it. Thank you ladies both so much. I think this has been a fantastic conversation about Scribe and about how to make your business better all the way around. I appreciate you guys both so much for being here. Thank you so much, Tanya. It was great meeting you, Jennifer. Wonderful meeting you too. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And this was a a ton of fun. I really appreciate it. It's always fun. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Construction Junction. To find out more about the junction between accounting and construction, please email hello at theprofitconstructors.com.